What's up guys, Rick here, and with golf coming back, I wanted to celebrate with a giveaway. So I will describe the four ways that you can get your entries into this drawing, but let me show you what I'm giving away. It's this Ricky Fowler autographed uh, flag from the 2018 US Open at Shinnecock Hills. It is a beautiful big autograph by, by Ricky. It's embroidered, it's an absolute uh, awesome piece. And I've got two of them, okay? So that is, uh, that's going to be the prize for this giveaway. And there's four ways to enter. And if you enter in all four, you maximize your chances. They accumulate. So here we go. On Twitter, I have a pinned tweet uh, for this giveaway that all you have to do is retweet and follow me on Twitter. That's way number one. And I will link that in the description. On Instagram, I have a similar post. All you need to do is like that post and follow me on Instagram, which I will also link in the description. On YouTube, make sure you're subscribed to the Rick Run Good YouTube channel and comment on this video with who your favorite golfer is. That's entry number three. And the fourth way is leave a five-star rating and review on the podcasting platform of your choice, iTunes, wherever else you listen to podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and review, say something nice about the show, and leave me a way to get in touch with you, preferably a Twitter handle in case you win. Those are the four ways. You do them all, you maximize your chances because I'm going to throw them all into a bowl and I'm going to draw out two names on May 17th, which is the date of TaylorMade's driving relief where we will see Ricky Fowler Tee it up with his partner, Matthew Wolf against Rory McIlroy and Dustin Johnson. We are so close to live golf coming back. I'm absolutely stoked about it, and I'm sure you guys are too. Best of luck. Talk to you soon. All right, Scottsdale, Arizona Open. We've been teasing this event for a couple of weeks because it is not only one of the, if not the largest prize pool that we've seen in mini tour golf over uh, the past six, seven, eight weeks since, since golf has gone into a hiatus, but also we are now starting to see the best players that we've seen in this field. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the event because it it's go, it's going to take place at talking stick golf club. I believe it is the North course, which is the same course that they've used for the last three years. So you can go and check out the, uh, tournament history uh, and you'll notice that the guy who's $11,000, Joel Damon, won this event three years ago. Uh, it is 54 holes, so it'll be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday uh, with a, uh, a length, a yardage of about 71, 7,200 yards, which is probably on the longer side of some of the mini tour events, some of the outlaw tour events that we've seen. There was a course a couple weeks ago where it was like 6,300 yards, so a um, little bit longer, uh, really uh, much more difficult course. This is not going to be a shootout. Uh, the last three years, the winning scores have been 10 under, 9 under, 10 under. So I like that. Over three days, you know, you shoot three or four under par a day. You might just go out and win this thing or be in a playoff or, or certainly be in contention. So um, consider that $20,000 up top for the winner of the event, but $50,000 up top for just round one of showdown on DraftKings. Keep in mind it's a, it's a much different strategy when you're playing one round at a time. A, a lot of volatility is what you want to embrace. So let's talk through some of these guys here, and we'll start $11,000, Joel Damon. Um, I think he's going to be pretty popular. Uh, what we've talked about over the course of these 
mini tour events is because the range of uh, skill levels is so large in a mini tour event, I, I tend to roster a lot of guys at the top. Um, Eric Patterson, uh, we recorded a podcast earlier. Uh, he had mentioned that over the last like four or five weeks, no one longer than like 16 to one has won a mini tour event. So generally speaking, the shorter guys, the best guys in the field who you think is going to contend are usually contending. Joel Damon, I suspect will be pretty popular. Um, he shot a 58 a couple of days ago, shot a 58, uh, at, at Mesa, at Mesa country club. He won this event three years ago in 2017. This is certainly obviously a really good fit for him. He's the best player in the field. Um, he's ranked 70th in the world, which is the best official world golf ranking. He should be $11,000. There's a case to be made that in 18 holes, basically anyone is fadeable. Um, you know, you know, if he gets to 30% owned, which he might be over one round, you should probably stay away from Damon. I'd, I don't know if I want to bet him at five to one, but I'd rather bet him than be all in on him in a one round event. If that makes sense. Um, after that is Kevin Streelman and Streelman is kind of compelling because if you go back and think back to however many weeks it was, um, where we were still doing betting previews and I, uh, you know, my, my betting tool basically takes into account volatility of golfers and volatility in terms of, uh, both directions, guys that are capable of gaining a ton of strokes on the field. Uh, Kevin Streelman is an outlier in a, in the positive direction. He meaning he pops off. Okay. He will, you know, he'll, he'll flounder around be 40th, 50th, pop up, finish second, pop up, finish third. Him and Kevin not are two guys that always grade out well in my betting models because they are so volatile in the positive direction. That is good when you get to a showdown slate, like someone who can just absolutely catch fire for 18 or 36 holes. Kevin Streelman becomes an interesting option at the top 10,600 because I suspect he's going to be a lot less owned than someone like a Joel Damon will be. A um, couple other names here of note. You know, um, uh, Matt Picanso, I believe is how he pronounces it, is a flat 10,000. He won the Legacy Classic last week. He was 18 under par. He went to a playoff. He beat uh, he beat the amateur in the playoff. So he's someone that is obviously playing well at the moment. Um, and then I have a couple other uh, a couple other names here. So Dylan Wu at 9,800. I don't think I want to play him in DraftKings. Uh, Dylan Wu, very solid. To me, doesn't scream someone who's going to go 63, 64, 63 and win a golf tournament. This, which is also not very good for showdown scoring, but this week you're not need to, you're not going to need to go that low. So I will tell you, I've already bet Dylan Wu at 16 to one because I like him for the entirety of the tournament, as opposed to just one single round at a time. I think he's a much more solid option. I would prefer to just get access to him in uh, in in an outright bet, uh, Callum Hill, I think is interesting from a kind of a sneaky standpoint. He hasn't been all that great. He missed the cut last week at the Legacy Classic, but like when when the PGA Tour and the European Tour and everything shut down, I don't know even know, but we're probably six weeks ago. Uh, Callum Hill came out and he won on the on the Outlaw Tour right away. Now he's kind of been 
probably not great by his own standards uh, over the over the course of the past couple of weeks. But he has a third place finish here in 2018, two years ago. Talking stick, in theory, should be a pretty good spot for Hill to, to bounce back a little bit. Um, let's see who else I have here. I know that Nate Lashley's catching steam. He's $9,300. His betting odds are already, I think he dropped from... 25 to like 18 or 16 or something like that uh because he's catching a lot of steam right now I, I get it right i mean when he won rocket mortgage well first of all he's a pga tour player right he's a pga tour player in a field that has a lot of corn fairy guys has a lot of mini tour guys and there's only a handful of pga tour players in it he's not only a pga tour player but he's a pga tour winner um so i get why he's catching steam he he went wire to wire at rocket mortgage um I understand that he, he has that go low ability, but someone else who has go low ability is, is, is Brandon Harkins. Um, doesn't have his PGA tour card for this year. He's been playing on the, on the corn Ferry tour, but a guy who's had multiple years of tour eligibility, he was always like a big first round leader bet for us. A guy that can put it together for one round, can put it together for maybe two rounds, but has trouble putting it together for four. Well, I'm not asking him to put it together for four. I'm asking him to put it together for one. So Lashley, I understand, but a, a pivot to someone like Harkins is is a bit more interesting. Um, then you get a, a, a lot of guys here that we've been talking about over and over. It's it's uh, Jeremy Paul, 9,200, which would be, it still might be a steal. That would be an absolute steal if this was week long. If this was an entire tournament contest, Jeremy Paul at $9,200 would be an unbelievable steal. He finished third last week. Fifth, sixth, and seventh the weeks before that. He is absolutely peaking uh, right now. He, he's playing so well. I, I hate that you're, you're you're trying to just guess right on on kind of which round he goes low. Um, but Jeremy Paul at 9,200 is interesting. KK Limbasu, Mark Anguiano, Brent Grant. Those are all guys that we've talked about over the past couple of weeks. I do think Grant is interesting. He's a he's a long hitter. This is a, a longer course. He took off last week. He's been prepping for this event. Uh, he's one of the bombers on the Corn Ferry Tour. I like where he's at at $8,800. He can go really, really low. We saw him shoot, it would have been, I guess, two weeks ago at... GCU championship. I believe he had the round of the day on Sunday. He was like eight under par, uh, closed with a flurry at, at, at GCU championship. So he's someone who can certainly rack up the, the showdown points for me. And then just continuing down here. I mean, there are a lot of, keep in mind, this is a 153 man field. This is by far the biggest field we've seen, uh, thus far. So, I mean, you got to think that there's, there's going to be plenty of names that a lot of us have not seen yet that probably go overlooked um, in the, in the low eight range. I mean, Yannick Paul is here. This is the first time that uh, him and his brother, Jeremy have been separated by this much in both the betting odds and the DraftKings salaries. It, it's not necessarily a knock on Yannick. He just hasn't played as well as Jeremy has, but Jeremy's been lights out. So it's not necessarily a knock uh, Yannick trying to, just he, he just he just keeps on going. I, I think he's a fine play. And then here's one. Colton Yates at 7,900. Colton Yates went full Keegan last week, meaning he was the first round leader and missed the cut. I don't necessarily care as much about the missed cut as I care about the like seven or eight under he shot in round number one. There's only so many guys in this field that have the ability to fire that something that low. And now 
if if anybody fires seven or eight under in a single round here at Talking Stick, it's going to be a massive round. But uh, you know, three, four, maybe even five under that that might be the best round of the day. Uh, probably five under any given day, uh, sixty five, which is a, it's a par seventy. So I like that Yates has that ability to go low. Uh, outside of the missed cut, three straight top tens before that. So he was playing well. He finished fifth here last year. So he's someone that's probably going to be a staple. I, I won't bet him, but he'll probably, well, I might bet him. <laughs> I might bet him. I, but I would say I'd rather have him in my showdown lineups than bet him. Even though I still might bet him, I would prefer him in my showdown lineups. Um, Brady Calkins, that's your defending champion, 7,800. Uh, Brady Schnell made a lot of noise uh, about kind of VJ playing on the corn Ferry tour, but Schnell is a corn Ferry tour guy. Um, a, a lot of, a lot of talk coming out of Arizona is that Schnell is, uh, familiar with the course playing well. Um, he's also, I want to say 66 to one. Let me check this 80 to one. I might bet him at 80, even though I, I know, um, the shorter guys are generally, winning out here on these tours. So I am firing a dart. A lot of my betting attention will probably be focused at the top of the board, but um, Chanel is someone that might get just a, a, a little, a little bit from me, a little investment from me down at 80 to one. Then you keep going down here. The seven, the bottom of the sevens. I mean, there's, there's a few names we recognize and see, have seen over the course of the past couple of weeks. Uh, Joe Fryer, Colton Lapa, um, Jared Sawada, those are guys who have played well. Um, Hans Reimers, uh, this is also an Eric Patterson uh, special. He pointed uh, Hans out to me, and I believe what Eric liked about him was the uh, he finished last week, I believe, with one of the best rounds in the final round. Or it was the second round. Uh, let's see, here he is. Hans Reimer went 68, 65, 67 last week. Good for a tie for seventh. So uh, ability to go low probably will be overlooked by most. I, I like Hans Reimers. Uh, and then also um, I'm, I'm back on uh, Samuel Saunders. Not the Sam Saunders, but Samuel Saunders. Um, got off to a really slow start last week. I'm going to pull a scorecard up here. So if you go to round one, uh, he went out in one over par which is basically a recipe to miss the cut in a, in an outlaw tour event. Uh, but he comes in, in a flurry. He comes in in 32, which is four under, and he played his last six holes, five under par played much better in rounds two and rounds three, uh, shot a 67 in round two shot a much cleaner 68 in round three. He had, uh, I believe he was fifth in birdie breakers last week, which is really what I want in uh in a in a single round showdown he's sixty nine hundred dollars he would allow for a lot of flexibility up at the top of the board uh eric ash your defending champion or won this uh, maybe not defending two years ago i believe he won it because uh brady calkins won it last year ash won it two years ago and damon won it three years ago but he is sixty eight hundred dollars um and then you're starting to get to names that quite frankly I don't know a lot about these guys. Um, a few that pop out. Steven Cupcho comes from a really good golfing family. His sister, uh, Jennifer, won the Augusta National Women's Am uh, last year. Uh, but Cupcho has been around the mini tour scene for some time, and he actually finished. Let me pull this up here real quick. 
finished T17 last year at this event. He finished T31 two years ago, and he finished T13 three years ago. So he has now made the cut all three years, uh, or the last three years of history that I have at, at Talking Stick. Um, playing decently well right now. He shot a 65 in that final round a couple of years ago, which is, uh, that's, that's kind of the number we're looking for. Someone go out and shoot a, shoot a 65. Uh, that is going to be very, very helpful in your, uh, in your draft Kings lineup. So, uh, those are the guys I'm targeting. Uh, I, I probably will just mix in a lot of quite frankly, huge field. A lot of the ownership is going to be targeted on the names that we know, the names that we've seen over the course of the past couple of weeks. But there's probably 80 guys in this field that um, we've not talked about or no one has played over the course of the last six or seven weeks. So I'm going to sprinkle in. I'll do the core cascade. I'll sprinkle in uh, a lot of these guys that really no one's ever heard of and get them at 1% ownership, if that. And, and really, uh, like, I really think we're going to get a lot of guys that are just completely unowned, quite frankly. And there's going to be a lot of ways to win, um, to win GPPs with 50 K up top. Um, additionally, just to talk betting really, really quickly. Uh, I'm, I I mentioned it before I I did bet Dylan will the, the idea that I get three rounds is, is much better here for woo than asking him to do it all in one round. Um, I did bet Brady Schnell. 80 to one. And I'm considering there's, there is a bet right now on, um, on some books that is top European where, uh, Jeremy Paul is four to one against Alex Cheka, Calum Hill, Jimmy Gunn, and Yannick Paul. Um, there's a good chance that Jeremy Paul is the best player, at least in recent form. He definitely is out of those other guys. Um, and Caleb Hill and Paul have the same odds to win this outright. They're both 16 to 1, but you can get Jeremy Paul at 4 to 1 as top European and Hill is plus 275. Uh yeah, I'm I'm betting that. So go and check go and check some of these lines. They've got a lot of betting options, a lot of top 5, a lot of top 10 stuff that um and even first round leader that we haven't really seen over the course of the past few weeks, a lot more betting options this week. So go check out the value there. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're getting closer. We've got live golf, uh, with, with PGA tour players this week, we're going to, we're going to have, um, the Taylor made match with Roy Ricky, uh, DJ and Wolf, uh, coming up on Sunday. Then next week we'll get tiger and Phil. And then a couple weeks after that, we're going to have PGA tour golf back. So it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, let me know what you think. Let me know uh, if you've entered the the giveaway for the Ricky Fowler signed flags. Tweet me at Rick Run Good or leave a comment below. Best of luck this week. Talk to you guys soon.